and that's also very important, don't expect communications to pay off the next day. That's mm -hmm. something founders too early expect. I'm, I'm, I'm in contact with many communication managers and um, CCOs, directors of communications, and they all complain about very impatient customers or and it's it's really hard it's it's an investment it's something um, of course we have this positive example of Dixa we got in contact with them and like two weeks later we had this great article in TechCrunch that's something you can't count on you usually especially PR is public relations you have to build up a relation Project A podcast. Hello and welcome to the Project A podcast. Uh, my name is Rainer. I'm COO of Project A, the operational VC. And today I have a special guest, uh, somebody who usually is hosting the, that podcast here himself. Uh, and that person is Daniel. Daniel, welcome. Hi, Rainer. <laughs> uh, maybe introduce yourself. Yeah, usually um, I'm, or quite often, I'm the one who is hosting the podcast. I'm the director of communications here at Project A, mm -hmm. and I'm quite um, excited to be the to be your guest and the first time <laughs> guest in this podcast now. Yeah. So let's start with the standard question in this podcast: Was there a moment or mentor that brought you to the startup industry? Yeah, there was a mentor. I don't know if I I will I would call him a mentor, but it's uh, there's definitely a person that um, yeah, um, opened up this startup world to me. It is uh, Tim Schumacher. Mm -hmm. um, it's a guy I met in the first semester when uh, we started to go to the university. And um, yeah, he always talked about the companies. He was founding and selling, and founding What did and he selling. do, for example, um, something we know? At the end, he's quite famous, uh, or he became quite famous and successful with Zedo, searching mm -hmm. engine for domain offers. At the end, he employed 400 people and exited quite well. And today, um, he's chairman at Adblock Plus, the biggest ad blocker uh, yeah. in the world. He's invested there and Ecosia and Home and some other startups. Mm -hmm. So he really became famous and rich and he's my friend. And I um, didn't want to become as famous as and, and rich as uh, he is, but I got really curious about this startup world. Okay. so. Um, today you are here at Project A, but what did you before that? Had, did you have uh, touch points with the startup scene before? Yeah, um, it started that I became a journalist mm -hmm. uh, for businesses. Uh, I wrote pieces for Handelsblatt and uh, for Wirtschaftswoche Impulse. And um, then I went to the um, journalist school of RTL, what's the biggest TV channel or network, TV channel network in Europe. Mm -hmm. And um, when I started afterwards to work for Deutsche Welle, that's the international broadcaster of Germany, I was focusing on startups and venture capital. So I was reporting quite a lot about founders, about people uh, in the startup world. And so I was really sucked into this world, especially in Berlin uh, from 2008 on. I was really reporting about that. And that's kind of, I would say, the year when everything started in Berlin. And I was really excited to be in the middle of it. Okay, so you were part of that startup world, but you were basically the journalist 100% at the sideline side uh, looking at it and reporting on it? Um, at the beginning I was, but quite soon colleagues told me um, you will be ending up as somebody like director of communications for either VC or for a venture. And I was never believing <laughs> that, but um, I started like from 2000. 
nine or ten on also to be consulting founders how mm -hmm. they communicate because I recognized quite early that they have a great product they have a great company but the way they're talking about it uh, in front of a camera was let me say was not so optimal mm -hmm. and um, because I was quite often or always as I told like with Tim in favor of people who have ideas and found and mm -hmm. sell and are driven really by by a mission um, I was willing to help or to support to support those people yeah, and that's what really happened I became then head of communications for example for a company called Aclamio where also mm -hmm. Tim is invested in and I started to be consulting quite many startups all right and now here at Project A, you have built up a team. You're here now for two years. And um, as far as I know, uh, the, 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 the classic VC would have like one or two communication managers and they would probably do mostly uh, PR related stuff, uh, which you guys also do, um, you and your team um, does. And um, here, I think at the moment, you have a team of, of six people. Correct. You always yeah. also try to, to grow it. We always have to like, be, be, be careful how fast we grow it, how much. But uh, you and your team, you, you're doing m more than... P you do PR and I think you do it in an excellent way, but uh, you, you also do other things. So, so what's that? What are you doing there? Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, I have six people in my team and we do, I would say, uh, nearly everything that you need uh, when it comes to communications mm -hmm. as a founder as a startup it's um, nearly everything you need we can offer so um, mainly it's three things of course you mentioned PR PR is something very relevant and it will stay relevant also in 10 20 years to make people who are really influencer and multiplier to uh, let them talk about you in the best possible way but of course we have um, social media and we have own media and we can also talk about ourselves and nowadays uh, we don't uh, rely only on people who have influence we can also build up our own influence and tell our stories so we also creating content and we're sharing it for example through our LinkedIn Facebook Instagram Twitter accounts um, but also now our web page so first thing PR second thing content creation is what we are delivering and, and of course uh, what shouldn't miss at all is a word you love right I know it's strategy oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's overused it's a buzzword yeah. but still when you when you start to do communications you have to know for whom are you yeah. communicating what and why and that's something you have to think in advance maybe it's only a concept maybe it's tactic yeah. maybe it's a plan people like to call it strategy yeah that just that as a side note to the audience i I, I, maybe we should do a podcast about that specifically. We should. I, I think the, <laughs> the word strategy is heavily overused. And, and I mean, there's like, usually there's like an idea of a time horizon behind the word strategy that is something like one and a half, two years or more. And uh, it, I think it's essential to, to startups that what's most important is probably rather the operational and the tactical horizon. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's a topic on its own. And I understand that strategy, the, the, the word, is very important very often and, and, and it is used. So I, I guess, Maybe I, guess I understand what you mean. Podcast will be hosted by me and asking you about strategy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what you, what you said is that one reason why you have a bigger team than uh, the, the, the size of the communications team out there usually is that you provide services not only to Project A as a VC, but same as marketing, BI, front-end, back-end development, design, product management, etc. Um, we are doing communications as a service mm -hmm. to the companies where Project mm -hmm. A as a fund 
is invested in, right? Correct. Yeah. So now I'm a founder and I want to use these services. Can you make that more tangible? What are the, the products and the actual offers that I can get from you? Yeah, that's also a reason why we have a bigger team or not only one person. We are working really hands-on. So if you need content to be created, we don't, uh, we, we can do it by ourselves. So we can write copy, For mm -hmm. example, I don't know if you, if you are um, if you need a new web page, we can write the copy for that. Mm -hmm. If you need um, um, SEO copy, of course, marketing uh, in our house at Project A is also able to deliver. But we are cooperating, working here together, and we're also writing mm -hmm. pieces. If you need columns, so every kind of text is it white paper, whatever, yeah. we can help you out. Second thing, uh, very huge, video is, um, is very important nowadays. If you really want to deliver your message, um, video is really a way you can um, bring over your message with within a minute. Um, so this for, uh, I was also a TV journalist before I started to work for Project A and I was also, I, maybe that's a, an interesting side note, I was also working five years for Angela Merkel, the German oh. chancellor, yeah. and uh, I was, um, editor for video and also responsible for uh, the visuals that went out or the videos uh, about the Chancellor. So um, I would say video is something I have expertise in and um, it's something what our founders also need quite a lot. So we're also able to deliver and to produce videos. And um, yeah, the third thing is uh, audio of course yeah, yeah. podcasts so true what we are doing here correct why wouldn't a company also produce their own podcast if they have interesting stuff to correct. share so we work hands-on so okay. maybe this is a bit more tangible we can we can get even yeah. more tangible right yeah i mean like now we talked about i mean like we talked about pr and content in these three formats um is there something where you would say that using all that this is a product that you can offer Yeah, um, product is a very good thing to talk about because um, usually when founders need communications, they're not clear about what exactly they need. They just know, okay, I need to get my message delivered. And sometimes, uh, for example, they approach me and they say, okay, I'm really good in data and I would like to be a thought leader in data. Mm -hmm. And then there's another buzzword. We can say, okay, let's build up your personal brand. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of one product we are able to offer also quite holistically. So we define your personal brand together with you. Uh, we define and produce the content and we also distribute it. Can you say a little bit more what you mean by personal brand? What, what are good examples of a personal brand? I would say the best example maybe is Ronnie Voine, the founder of Microbsy. No, I meant outside Project A so that the audience gets... Uh, ah. Okay, uh, a very, very popular example is Elon Musk, of course, yeah. uh, very well known, the founder of Tesla and uh, many other companies. But I love this example with Tesla and I love to compare it with uh, BMW. You have yeah. um, Harald Krüger, who is the CEO of BMW, but nobody knows him. Yeah. And although BMW has a market, no, has revenue has a yearly revenue of around 100 billion euros and Tesla has only 10 uh, a revenue of uh, around 10 billion euros mm, Tesla is has a, has a higher market capitalization now and I would say this has a lot to do with the personal brand of Elon Musk yeah certainly more people know Elon Musk and that than sure Tesla yeah and it doesn't only help Tesla but uh, also SpaceX and 
whatever else this guy um, is coming up with, like mm -hmm. crazy tube-based public transport systems or so, where if somebody else would come up with that, people would like only shake their head. And mm -hmm. here people have like a certain degree of trust and belief in it before it even really started, right? Correct. And of course, this has a lot to do with uh, the effort and the success Elon Musk already had. Mm -hmm. But many people are successful, but they don't talk in the way Elon Musk does about it. And they don't create the opportunity he's creating for himself and for his companies. So now, even if Tesla is only telling, and I would really say uh, it's still promising to be able to build great cars, then not yet at the level of building cars like BMW, for example, still um, Tesla is more expensive or has a higher market capitalization than BMW and this has to do with the personal brand of Elon Musk. So that is certainly interesting for founders who are very much interested in increasing the value um, of their company. Correct. And we um, are also interested. And you can help with this basically like putting a concept around that or a strategy and, <laughs> um, and then you can basically use all the, all, all the stuff that we talked about like PR and content on text, audio, video etc yes. to, to, to build that that's interesting um, so there's somebody in the portfolio that you have done yeah. that, or you are at the moment doing that mm -hmm. that Correct. is Ronnie yes we started maybe it's it's also important to know not everybody needs a personal brand mm -hmm. um, it's very very helpful if you have a product that's difficult to explain that mm -hmm. maybe even isn't yet on the market but you need somebody whom people trust who are your potential customers uh, so that they really buy in so um, if you are, I don't know, selling something that you really can touch, it's a product like, I don't know, let's, let's let it be um, a case, hand case, whatever, then uh, the product is touchable and you can really easy convince that it's a good quality. It's so, but if you don't have a product that's easy to explain, then you need a person uh, people are trusting. So especially in B2B, this happens. Mm -hmm. And so Ronnie Wojne is the founder of Microbsy Industries. And um, it's very, it will be very helpful if he's recognizable. Yeah. Shall I tell you a bit more about sure. it? Yeah. Yes. So Microsoft Industries is, uh, to put it in a nutshell, making robots smart. And um, nowadays robots are able like to produce cars in a always same manner. So they uh, are coded to produce uh, a car in the always same way. But if you are able to make robots smart so that they really know, okay, I have to do that because of that, um, they have hand-eye movements like people and they can kind of think and know what they're doing, to put it in really simple words, um, then of course you have a force that's able to produce much more and efficient products than it's possible today. And this is something Microbs Industries is making possible and as difficult it is to explain it as I tried it now, uh, as important it is to have somebody who, whom you believe that he's making this possible. So this for Ronnie, uh, he's a very, very credible person. I'm, I, I can really confess that I'm a fan of him, mm -hmm. of the way he thinks, of the way he approaches things. And um, he's really a convincing person who knows what he's doing. And I'm really believing in a revolution he will be able to, yeah. Um, yeah, to make happen in the robotics industry. And you, I think you're really facilitating that. I mean, you cannot basically like write everything for him. He has to be a smart, interesting person who has something to say, mm -hmm. but you can make sure that it really happens, right? 
Correct. Very concrete. What we he he's the one who has the knowledge, and he luckily also knows how to write. He's a, yeah. an excellent writer. What we can help him with is to, of course, be recognizable, mm -hmm. and uh, also we can produce videos. As I said, uh, video is really some a very strong tool. If you want to communicate something mm -hmm. and you use video, you can reach many many people. So we. Uh, thought about the videos we can produce with him and have really produced yeah mm, something between 70 and 80 videos within one day because of planning oh, wow. okay. and now we will be able to distribute these videos week after week after week after week to build up his brand where he's talking about um, robotics about automation with robots and where he's talking about microbes industries so now we have Ronnie and his startup Micropsy and it's pretty new and they don't like have incredible amounts of money. And as every founder, he has to prioritize, prioritize and prioritize. Mm -hmm. And um, then he's spending money on that. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense in his case. Mm, and it's a very good question. I'm very, very often asked by founders who say, okay, come on, I have really so many um, construction sites I have to work on. Yeah. Why should I invest in communications? And there's so many answers to this, but the most uh, important maybe is you are communicating all the time mm -hmm. and not to think about your communications and not to do it um, strategically or uh, with with uh, with knowing why you are communicating the way you are communicating yeah. is um, kamikaze you you it's it's very dangerous mm, and of course you have many many communications tools there are many companies that don't need a personal brand mm -hmm. um, for example I've been talking about horizon about the um, producer of uh, suitcases yeah. coffer correct yeah. suitcases yeah. And um, they need to have a strong brand, of course, but they don't need a person who is like the face of those cases. It's very important that this product is robust, that it has a high quality. Uh, you have a lifetime guarantee. And then, of course, you have a brand that's making... And it's smart. And it's smart, correct. Yeah. Um, and you need here you need PR. Here you need um, a totally different brand than the brand we're building up for um, Ronnie Voina. Mm -hmm. And a totally different... Uh, communication strategy so it's basically because the product is so complex and to some degree you can understand it but as, as far as you can't it's good to trust the person so the person must become a brand asset and that's where communications is probably um, important in the sales process so is it correct okay. absolutely all right and um of course, it's very, very important for a founder to invest his money and his time in the most valuable way, especially in the start. I mean, it's always important, but it, uh, of course, you have ventures where you first need to collect all the data you have, uh, build a data warehouse, for example, and then really make usage of the data, analyze and be better in the uh, business you're doing. Mm, and you always have to prioritize. So I wouldn't say everybody needs to communicate and invest a whole bunch of money right now in communications. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think another example that we have seen is our uh, one of our newest investments, Dixa, mm -hmm. um, who was also positioned by your team um, 
more yeah. on the PR side successfully in uh, I think it was TechCrunch yeah, and the impact that had on the sales leads yeah. that they had, right? That's yeah. That's something, of course. That what what made me very proud and happy. They told us that the um, uh, leads, like um, also the visits on the web page, uh, what is it when it's five times higher? Yeah. Yeah. And and also the leads they got, the sales they did, thanks to this article in TechCrunch. Yeah. Um, and the TechCrunch was not. A, it was not a, like a salesy article. It was just like. Um, announcing the investment, the investment route, correct? correct. But the way uh, the article was written, it was really great for Dixa. Um, it was not only about the investment, it was also talking about the team, it was also talking yeah. about the product. Mm -hmm. it were, uh, there were two pictures and we had a backlink. And of course, when you do PR, uh, you're trying to get something like that. You don't have it in control, but it, when it happens, uh, we can see that it helps our ventures a lot. Yeah. Can you name other examples of companies that are really good in communication? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, as you, as you recognize already, communications is, is not simple like to put in one sentence. So you have different ways of communications. Mm -hmm. I would say who's very strong in PR is our mm -hmm. venture Home Day. And um, they're strong because they have their price atlas. It's something they build up. You, you can go on their web page mm -hmm. and if you own an apartment or a house and you want to know how, uh, how much it is worth, mm -hmm. then you just um, type in the address and you get a price, uh, an estimation. And that's something what even Handelsblatt, Wirtschaftswoche, really um, grand uh, newspapers and magazines in Germany started to use. And they're citing home days price atlas all the time. Okay. And that's really a great thing how you really get home day into the news and people of course are curious and they recognize home day as a thought leader here about prices and apartments and now everybody knows i don't know if it's everybody but many many people know that home day um, is a very good company if you want to sell your house or your apartment you should do it with home day yeah another example is um alex graf we talked already uh, about personal mm -hmm. brand he's somebody who is who um, has a podcast about e-commerce. Uh, he He's basically Mr. E-commerce in the Dach region for sure. Correct. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I knew him before I started to work for Project A because yeah. he was in TV, on radio. Uh, if it comes to e-commerce, he's the go-to person to ask what's the situation, how is uh, e-commerce looking in the future? And he's one of the uh, founders, founders of Spryker. Of Spryker. And that's, that's the thing. Um, people, of course, he's, he's not selling Spryker like upfront and talking about mm -hmm. Spryker all the time. But when people recognize um, or uh, know that he's the founder of Spryker and Spryker mm -hmm. is about e-commerce, Spryker is enabling you, uh, if you have a shop or a commerce, is, is, making, uh, is helping you to bring your business into the future. So very easy explained. And when they know, when uh, potential customers know that Alexander Graf is one of the founders and they know, okay, that's one of the thought leaders in e-commerce, then mm -hmm. Spryker is, we can guess, a quite good software. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's interesting about Alex is that he's really, like it's coming from both sides. I think people uh, believe Spryker because Alex Graf's there, but I think also Alex is... Uh, uh, involved in Spryker because he really out of yeah. his position because mm -hmm. he, he did he was he was Mr. E-commerce long before he started to be a founder of Spryker. Um, I think he went that way uh, because he really believes believed and believes that uh, that this industry needs a solution like that, mm -hmm. which is very authentic and uh, and I think that 
that that is necessary for it to work. And this for also he knows what's needed by shops or by businesses yeah. that try to sell their services yeah. or products. Yeah, Another correct. positive example? Yeah, I have a third one that's totally different to the um, two mentioned. It's Crossengage. Mm -hmm. And um, they had the great idea. I mean, Crossengage is about um, customer relationship management. Mm -hmm. So uh, to put it in one sentence uh, with Crossengage, you are able, I know I'm selling Crossengage, <laughs> but however, you are able to um, communicate, to, to send the right message at the right moment, right place to the right person. So mm -hmm. this is crossing uh, cross making possible but of course it's only a tool and the move they made and I think it's a very smart and very decent and, and honorable move they said okay it's not us who are the heroes or being the ones who are, who are delivering the right message at the right time it's the CRM ma uh, managers mm -hmm. and so they started the campaign the heroes campaign um, we did interviews um, with CR CRM heroes I would call them uh, so who are really um, yeah, caring about retention, who are caring about customers. And those are the heroes who are really making customers happy. Mm -hmm. So um, CrossEngage created a whole campaign around them and now they even have heroes conferences. At the end, they generate new customers while talking about their heroes who are the CRM managers. And they have an excellent communications manager, Kai Lentering, Correct. who uh, used was, to work for, for Project A. Yeah, uh, he was on my Kai. team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we also um, started with yeah. that campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, I would yeah. say, very good and successful. Very, very good person and uh, very interesting company uh, to look at. Any negative example? Anybody you would blame for doing really bad communication? That's a question you didn't ask me before when we prepared <laughs> this podcast. Um, bad communications. Um, the worst communication you can do is just to do a bad job. If you really do bullshit, then uh, that's the worst thing you can do. Then you really have bad communications automatically. Yeah. I thought you would say to, to not prepare or to just let it happen. But it's probably even worse when you try to do or to be something that you're just not. Um, we have a huge e-commerce company right now in the news um, that was really successful and they were big and um, everybody expected it to be the next Zalando and they failed now because of um, not so good things they have done. I, I don't want to mention the name, but it's but um, not from our portfolio. No, no, no. It's not from our portfolio, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end um, they really burned their name and the name of the founder just because they did things that you can just and that's what they didn't that you should apologize and say okay that's something I did wrong but um, at the end um, yeah. the best communication you can do is be a decent person do a good business be honest and authentic yeah actually this leads to to my next and last question uh, do you have maybe very short um, Two do's and two don'ts in communication. Yeah, there are two clear don'ts. The one is the DNB law I've been talking already about. The do not do no bullshit law. Yeah. Uh, it's like the first thing when I start to consult startups and they are asking me, okay, in communications, what do I have to care for? When you do no bullshit, mm -hmm. then more than 50% of good communications is already done. Okay. Um, so that's something, um, yeah, I would say it's a don't or at, on the other hand, it's a do. Uh, be decent, be humbled, yeah. be um, a good, honest, authentic business person. Mm -hmm. 
The second don't um, is, and that's also very important, don't expect communications to pay off the next day. That's something founders too early expect. I'm, I'm, I'm in contact with many communication managers and um, CCOs, directors of communications, and they all complain about very impatient customers. Or, And it's it's really hard. It's, it's an investment. It's something, um, of course, we have this positive example of Dixa. We got in contact with them and like two weeks later, we had this great article in TechCrunch. That's something you can't count on. You usually, especially PR, is public relations. You have to build up a relation. Yeah. Same with personal brand. You have to build up your channels, and before you become recognizable, usually months and years, um, it's taking time. Sure. I mean, we all learned put all your money into SEA, and basically you pay for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you get it like next, yeah, next exactly. day. Yeah. yeah. And that's not happening in communications. And we at Project A, because we're data-driven, we also want to measure communications as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And even we have to recognize that there are many effects uh, we are not able to measure. For example, the TechCrunch article that helped Dixa also helped them uh, in, uh, concerning talents. People called them and uh, applied for jobs there. Yeah. Mm, we can, of course, find that out through interviews, but yeah, many effects yeah. are not measurable. So you have to be patient with communications and consistent. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, All right. that's the two dozen don'ts yeah. maybe. So what's next? What are your next projects? Next projects? Um, here at Project A, of course, we want to become better uh, in, in products like personal brand. We learn a lot because it's like a new thing. We started very systematically now with Honey. Mm -hmm. uh, we already have many improvements. Mm, and maybe another thing, uh, we've been approached uh, by um, ventures with the question, okay, when we want to exit in near future, if it's months or years, is there something we have to care for uh, to, be, uh, to have a um, successful exit as possible? Mm -hmm. And that's something we are thinking right now quite a lot. And um, it's maybe a product, a new product that will come out yeah. we can talk about in the next podcast. Uh -huh. Okay, very interesting. Um, Thank you very much. Um, any closing words you want to say? Thanks for having me and um, care for the DNB law. All right. Uh, very interesting to better understand what communications can mean in terms of services. Thanks a lot for coming. Um, from Project A side, um, we are hiring. We are always hiring. Please come to our website uh, and apply if what you hear uh, sounds interesting um, to you and you would be interesting in, in working with us. Um, we also always have a couple of uh, events coming up. I think one of the next ones is we are hosting the Venture Ladies. Diversity is a topic that is very important for us here at Project A. And you can also soon expect the first communication about this year's Project A Knowledge Con, the PACCON 2019. So stay tuned and um, I hope you remain interested in this, post in this podcast. Thanks. Thank you.